0: You're listening to Faith with Friends Podcast, where we talk about faith, relationships, and spiritual growth. Welcome to our circle in the conversation where we seek to know God and make Him known. Now, here's your host, Lisa Lorenzo.
1: Hi, and welcome back to Therapy Thursday with Dr. Lydia Martinez. Today, we are going to be talking about part two of prepare your heart for Jesus. If you're a person that looks at the holidays coming up with a little bit of fear or anxiety, then we have some solutions for you and some life hacks that might help you along the way. Welcome, Dr. Lydia, and thank you for joining me again today.
0: Hi, Lisa. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited about this because normally we have an Advent calendar. And Advent, we talked in part one, means to prepare for something big. And what bigger and greater person could we be preparing for than to acknowledge the birth of Jesus Christ. So in part one, we reviewed how having a a journal, a gratitude journal, or just a processing journal, a journal you could write your thoughts about while you are reading Luke 1 through 24 starting December 1st. Or you could do a different kind of an advent and go through the book of Proverbs. There are 31 chapters of Proverbs and there are 31 days in December. So you can also do this kind of an advent and search for, in search for some wisdom.
1: Yeah, I think, Dr. Lydia, I have to tell you. Tell me. I think that we spend a lot of time preparing. We prepare for vacations. We prepare for dinners. We prepare ourselves every day as we face the day, maybe doing your hair, your makeup, buying an outfit. We do a lot of preparing. And as women, what better thing can we prepare for? What better way can we prepare than preparing our hearts for a better relationship with God?
0: Oh, I can't agree with you more. And I think there's a difference between knowledge and wisdom. I love books. I have to tell you, I am a book aficionado. So much so that in my kitchen, I have two cabinets. You open them up and they're filled with books. Yeah, my kitchen. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Where's the food? (laughs) <laughs> the other part of the kitchen, trust me, it's, there's no no missing food. But I think one thing is to be able to read a book and soak up all the knowledge. And another part is to have the wisdom to know when to apply that information, okay? And I think it's so important that we go to the right Bible, the right book, the Bible, so that we can learn how to do that. We are being so challenged in our day and age as individuals and even as parents, how to teach that to our children, right? And I feel like Proverbs is a good place to start. I think no matter where you are, what level you are, whether you love books or not, I think this is a good place to be able to digest some simple information, some simple life hacks, like you said, on how to apply wisdom. And what's wisdom? In the Bible, they use the word called discernment. And discernment means to know the difference, when to apply good information or know the difference of when not to apply it. Know the difference of when to talk or not to talk. Know the difference of when to say yes or when to say no. Know the difference of when to accept an invitation or not accept an invitation. You know, it's to know the difference is so important.
1: I love that the Bible calls the Word of God our daily bread. It is supposed to be taken in daily. It is supposed to sustain us daily. You wouldn't eat yesterday and say, oh, no, I yesterday, I'm not going to eat now again till next month. Every day you take in your daily supplement, your daily nutrition. This is our daily bread. This is what gives us what we need to live a life that honors God, that seeks God, and that reflects God's love to others. And Proverbs is called the book of wisdom. Proverbs teaches us how to attain wisdom, how to be disciplined, how to live a prudent life. And how to do what's right and just and fair. To apply divine wisdom to our daily life to provide like moral instruction. Like what's the right thing to do? The right thing to do is to be like Jesus. How do we learn to be like Jesus? We read about Jesus. We read the word of God and the instructions that he gave us.
0: And I want to tell you something that this book is good for young people. It's good for all people. And it's good for leaders. Whether you're the leader of the whole United States, or whether you're the leader of your family, or the leader of the PTA, you're a leader. Whether you like it or not, if you're a a coach, you're a leader. If you're a teacher, you're a leader. So you, everyone, if you're a mom, your father, you're a leader. So everybody is a leader in one way or another. And I just want to tell you that there's five mega themes in Proverbs. It's wisdom, relationships, speech work and success. That's right. The Bible even talks about success. I know some of you are new believers or some of you are thinking, what can the Bible tell me about my job? What can the Bible tell me about my life now? How is it applicable to my current life? This was a book that was written 2000 years ago or collectively, but you know what? It does apply to you.
1: Yes, it applies to all of us. Every single one of us needs wisdom. We need to know how we're supposed to confront issues, how we're supposed to deal with relationships, good relationships, healthy relationships, and toxic relationships. I love that the book of Proverbs is constantly giving you contrast, comparing. This is the right thing and this is the foolish thing. And my favorite part is how it ends because ladies, God gives us an entire chapter of the Bible specifically for us in Proverbs 31.
0: That's right, the Proverbs women. And it tells us too, if we don't treat people with the wisdom that God gives us, our relationships suffer. Yeah,
1: I know I need more wisdom. I need more wisdom all the time. That's why I love talking to Dr. Lydia.
0: Because Dr. Lydia has wisdom. Oh, I need wisdom too, Lisa. I definitely need wisdom too. And I go to my Bible to get that wisdom. Like I told you, I love books. I have many, many books, but I do keep going back to my Bible. Do I go back to my DSM, my diagnostic manual? Absolutely, yes. But I have to tell you that many times I go to my diagnostic manual, we come up with a treatment plan. And when I'm with a client who lacks wisdom, sometimes I will point them to the Bible. We will use scripture or we'll pray. There's many tools to use, definitely.
1: And so let's talk a minute about this book of Proverbs combined. We spoke in our last podcast about a gratitude journal, about taking a daily practice of spending time thinking and expressing a heart of gratitude, which we are told throughout Scripture to express gratitude, give thanks in all circumstances, give thanks without ceasing, give thanks in good times and bad. We are constantly told by God, and again, we were told that we should give thanks with our whole heart. And that comes, I believe, from Proverbs. We're also told to give thanks to the Lord for it is good and give thanks because it is the will of God for you. That's a powerful reason to give thanks. But how much better and deeper can we go in our walk with God if we take this book of wisdom, take this book of understanding, And another word for Jesus is wisdom. He doesn't have wisdom. He is wisdom. So combining that with a slow process of looking around at the eternal gifts that we have and documenting them.
0: Isn't he so good? Isn't God just so good? He knows exactly what we need, when we need it, where we need it. Proverbs is so easy to read. I think it's wonderful that he has provided us with a book that's easy to digest, right? So maybe that's why I have books in the kitchen because we want to digest them, right?
1: (laughs) Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I think that my husband found that a little weird when we moved in. He was like, wait, what? Books here? I was like, yes, please, please. But I think it's important that we digest the information that he gives us. And he never, God never gives us what we can't handle. He's going to give us the portions that we need. What's one of your favorite proverbs, Lisa?
1: Definitely mine is Proverbs 31. I think it is such a a mission statement for women. Not that we're perfect, not that we would try to be perfect or to run our homes perfectly or obsess over the things that are not eternal value, although your kitchen can be clean. But it says a noble wife, a wife of noble character who can find she is worth far more than rubies. Now stop for a minute. God is saying that a noble woman is worth more than precious jewelry. Right there, we find God's opinion of us. We find God's view and value that he places on women. And then it reminds us in verse 12, she brings him good and not harm all the days of her life. There's our mission. Our mission, if you're married right now, your mission should be to bring your husband good and not harm. And if you're not married, you can still apply that because the people that are around you should benefit from what you glean from the word of God, and that should cause them good and not harm.
0: Yeah, sometimes I think we forget that in our hustle and bustle, especially through the holidays, when we have extra responsibilities and extra duties that come upon us. But we need to remember that all of our talents, all of our resources, even our time, it's their gifts from God. So we should strive to use them wisely. And, and Proverbs really teaches us that. It talks about that. And I'm glad you brought up about Proverbs 31, about what women should, being the, the kind of woman that God wants us to be is important. And I have to say that, you know, we're all human. We all go through, there are people out there during the holidays that are suffering losses. And sometimes we're not just talking about the loss of a loved one, but maybe there's infidelity in your relationship. Believe it or not. It's covered in Proverbs. It's covered about adultery and on both sides of it, whether you actually all three, whether you are the person committing the adultery, whether you are the person who has found out about the adultery, or whether you are the one who has fallen to adultery. Wow. And without passing judgment, it actually explains a little bit of the three. It gives hope that God forgives everything. We have to remember too that in Christ, you know, he gives us hope for our relationships. And it's important that we don't make any kind of decisions based on our emotions. I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again, halt. Hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Boy, are we not hungry, angry, lonely, and tired during the holidays, right? Yes, we are. So it's important that we don't make major decisions under those simple feelings, those simple, confusing, angry, hard feelings. But How many of us slow down to listen? How many of us slow down to say, hey, can I do that? Can I give you an answer later? Or not get angry and lash out. How do we hold our tongue? That they talk about in Proverbs also. It's about developing that muscle of wisdom so that we don't say and do things that we can't take back. Speaking of saying things we can't take back,
1: verse 25 says of that same chapter, verse In chapter 31, verse 25 says, verse 26 says, she speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. So God right there is reminding us, what are you using? What are you speaking about? How are you using your words? And verse 30 says, charm is deceitful and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Right there, you find out what's the most important thing to God's heart, that we would fear and love God, not fear in a way that you're afraid of him, fear and reverence, recognizing the power and the holiness of God, and then surrendering our life to him. Wow. It's heavy. It's beautiful. It's inspirational because I recognize that I'm not called to do it in my own strength. All of the things written in the book of Proverbs, you're told how to gain it. And how do you gain wisdom? How do you do that? By spending time in God's word, by surrendering to God, by trusting God and
0: growing your faith. I think that Proverbs is a wonderful advent. I think it's a wonderful opportunity for you to seek some wisdom, to get to know God and his attributes, who he is, what he wants from you in work, in relationships. Does he want you to be successful? Absolutely. Does he want you to make good choices? Absolutely. Does he want you to have wisdom so that you can have so what you say? A reflection of Him? Absolutely. So I think it's a really good place to start for a good Advent. I really think that this Christmas season post-pandemic will be a really good opportunity to get to see people that maybe you haven't gotten to see. (laughs) It's a really good opportunity to be able to see people who maybe the last couple of Christmases you haven't. I know people have suffered a lot of loss during COVID. It's a good time to get together with those who are around and honor them. I hope that this Christmas season, we can you can use Proverbs as a template, a template to learn more about what God wants from you at the end of this year and planning for beginning of, right, to 2023. And Lisa, thank you so much for letting me be a part of this. Thank you so much for allowing us to be able to use this technology for the good And I'm grateful to God that we can get together and He's carved out this time, which is precious for us to be able to meet and and shoot this message out. I hope the people out there are benefiting. I hope that they're learning. I hope that they're going straight to their Bibles or buying one and reading Proverbs for themselves.
1: Yes. And remember, if you would like to
0: learn more
1: about wisdom, relationships, your speech, your work in life, and how to be successful. And it's all found there in the chapters 1 through 31 of Proverbs. And I hope that you will accept our invitation and our challenge. And you will keep a journal and write down what you're thankful for and watch and see how that attitude of gratitude, you know, not only is being thankful, it's not just being thankful. It's being thankful to God, because when we recognize and offer thanks to God, it's a place of humility because you're recognizing it's not of me, it's God doing the work, providing the lessons, providing the blessings, but it's also recognizing Him as a sovereign leader, Him as my Lord and Savior. It's not just what you're thankful for or who you're thankful for, it's who you're thankful to. And having that daily commitment of looking around and seeing what you're thankful for and then bringing that to God and expressing gratitude, that's where you will find spiritual, emotional and physical benefits of being thankful. And the same goes from knowing the word of God and spending time with him. So Dr. Lydia, I'm so thankful for you. I'm thankful for that you spend time with us every week. We learn from you and I'm inspired and encouraged. And you know, sometimes one of the nicest, most comforting things that Dr. Lydia has said is sometimes you just make mistakes and you got to forgive yourself and move on. And that's a beautiful thing. Just to know if you're listening today and you find yourself in a situation with broken relationships a broken home, you can forgive yourself and God forgives you. So that's something that we can all experience the forgiveness of God and then turn that forgiveness to yourself and to others. Wisdom, piece of wisdom that I've learned from Dr. Lydia is that halt. Know how to self-analyze. What am I feeling? Am I feeling anxious? Are my shoulders tight? Am I feeling anxiety? Am I feeling whatever it is you're feeling? Take it to God. Slow down and take those things to God and spend a little time talking to Him about it and watch and see how that will change. And listen, if you struggle with that, invite a friend in. We all have Christian friends around us because God places them there and call somebody that you know and love and trust and say, I'm struggling with these fears of anxiety. I'm worried about my kids, my husband, my home, my lack of husband, (laughs) My education, invite God into each of those situations and watch how he will grant you wisdom and he'll give you the strength and the power to overcome. So thank you again for listening. And we hope that as you prepare your heart for the holidays, as you prepare your heart for Jesus this holiday season, this Christmas Advent season, we hope that you will turn to the Lord, turn to his word and seek him. And I pray and hope that you are able to glean and grow and then share with others.
0: Dear Lord, thank you for everything that you do. How you love us, how you prepared us, how you have your infinite wisdom. My goodness, how patient are you with us? That you have to wait for each generation to get to know you, develop that relationship. You must really love us to be able to have that kind of patience. Uh, Lord, I pray that those who are listening would be able to get their hands on Proverbs, get their hands on Luke, get their hands on a Bible, so that they would be able to. Enjoy your presence. I pray that the Holy Spirit would guide them and give them peace and patience, kindness, loving, faithfulness that you give us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And we
1: hope that you will be obedient to the Lord and try out our challenge. Until next time.
0: Thanks for joining us for today's Faith with Friends podcast. We hope you will like and subscribe as we continue the conversation follow us on Instagram at faithwithfriends. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you forward to your friends so our circle will continue to grow?